and welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Mirendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. I'm Marendi Leverett, your host, and my special guest today is Stacey Hall. Welcome, Stacey. I'm so pleased to be here with you. Thank you. I'm so excited that you chose or asked to be a guest on my podcast. I am so excited to be interviewing you today and hearing about your healthpreneur journey. So I don't want to give too much away because I feel like you should share with the audience who you are and what you do, and I guess talk about your journey. So I guess the first thing is, yeah, tell us about your profession and I guess what got you into it and, yeah, how you got started in the industry. <laughs> well, I've been in the, indus the industry for a very long time and I've been in the corporate world for half my career, entrepreneur, coach, consultant, uh, what I like to say is I transform women entrepreneurs into wisdompreneurs so that they get paid for what comes out of their mouth and, oh, by the way, also what they sell. So uh, help them to be able to leave a legacy that is positive while increasing their income while they're still alive. So that is what I do. And when, the, when it comes to combining health and business, I sacrificed my health. When my first book came out, it was so successful 25 years ago, and it required back then a lot of traveling because we didn't have social media. Yeah. And uh, I ran my health into the ground and was in bed for two years and three months uh, recuperating. And there were times it wasn't sure that I would recuperate. I did eventually learned a lot about health and wellness because doctors weren't able to help me. So I became, a, I actually got certified as a natural therapies coach just because I was going to school to learn how to heal myself. Yeah. And became a licensed spiritual healing coach. And while I did just focus on the health for a few years, I, I saw clients and just about their health. It was too limiting. I needed to marry in a way business with health. And so the two go hand in hand. If you don't have good health, you don't have a great business. And so that's what I've been doing now for a number of years. Yeah. Amazing. I've interviewed a few other women, I guess, in you know similar situations to you who became a health clinician out of their own um, desire to learn how to heal themselves or recover from whatever the ailment was they had. So 
I guess then, I guess being what you do, it's not a mainstream profession. So I guess, is that what kind of propelled you into, you know, starting your own business? Because I guess it's not your standard health job that you can go down the road and get a job at a medical center or a health clinic. Right. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was an entrepreneur. I was an author. I was a speaker. I ran my health into the ground, learned how to become a health practitioner, if you would. I was a certified natural therapies coach. And I saw clients for that, helping them be able to bring their health back through alternative ways. But then I really was missing helping people in business. So my focus now is to help people have a healthy business and a healthy body and life. I know. And that's why I have you here today because I'm the same. I'm so passionate, you know, because I believe it is, it's not just about, you know, well, it's it's a mix, isn't it? It's about mind, body, spirit. That's all got to be balanced. And when one is out, the rest is affected. And I guess that's what I try and educate to my clients too, is that, um, yeah, you can work, you know, the crazy hours and push yourself into the ground and burn out or you can actually you know work on how to keep everything in check so that you're not you know doing yourself a disservice and causing yourself to you know create a health concern because your body's screaming at you to stop overdoing it exactly excellent so I'd love to know I guess just for the listeners because I guess part of the reason for this podcast is to you know um, empower and inform other women about running their own business. Cause I guess there is a bit of a fear about that. Oh, I can't run my own business. What would you say are your positives of running your own business? Cause it sounds like you have so much knowledge, skill, you know, you're a writer, you've had corporate life, you now got your, um, natural therapies and now you're coaching and mentoring and training other people or women in business. What would you say? Yeah. Are the positives of running your own business? Well, if you are somebody who is self-directed, so I'm going to come from that because you have to be self-directed to own your own business. You also have to have, I would say, those of us who have taken the time to learn how to run a business before we started are in a much better place. But if you take those two things into account, then running our own business means we get to serve the audience that we enjoy serving, that we created our business to be able to serve, and we can create it in every way possible. We can set our own hours. We can mm. choose when we want to take time away. We can set it up to automate it. So we're the boss. I mean, duh, as they say, <laughs> right? We're, we're the boss. So we don't, we're not answering to anyone except for the fact that our clients really determine whether or not we have a successful business. Yeah, yeah. So it's one thing to say I can take time off. It's another thing if I have a set goal for my business, a financial goal, how am I going to get there? So I want to make sure that I'm building a business that gets me to my financial goals without sacrificing my health. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And I guess, you know, with every positive, there's a negative. What would you say are some of the negatives of running your own business? Well, there's, it can be very lonely because yeah. there's, if you're running your own business and you haven't created a board of advisors for those who have not, 
or have a support network to go to. It can be very lonely. Again, if somebody is not self-directed, self-accountable, it's very easy to put off doing activities and doing something else. Yeah. So the business doesn't grow. It's really just a hobby. Yes. Uh, and then what's really a negative is when somebody is creating a business, but they have no clear idea who their audience is and they're mm. attempting to serve everybody and nobody at the same time. Yes. Yes. That's a big one. Um, yeah, I know. Cause you think, oh, I've just got to get, fill my books up for, you know, get, you know, the money rolling in. So I'll just see anyone and everyone who wants to see me. And yeah, we know that's a big, Oh, I don't want to say no, no, but that certainly sets you up for failure and burnout. Um, well, it's impossible to do marketing. That's no. Like, where would you go? You have to be everywhere to meet everybody. And then we have to become a chameleon to give everybody whatever it is they want us from instead of standing in and saying, this is what my business does. Yeah, exactly. And this and is who it does it for. Yeah, exactly. And of course, when you stretch yourself too thinly, that's when health issues can arise. That's exactly right. Oh, awesome. So thinking back to when you first started out on your own, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? Please forgive me for not answering the question the way you asked it because I spent, there's nothing because I spent six months working with a business coach, doing research. I, I was well prepared to start a business. Awesome. I knew how much money I would need to have in, in, you know, the savings for my, if, if no clients came in for a certain amount of time, I had a backup plan that by a certain time, if it didn't work out, I would go back to get a job where it wouldn't be so long that people would wonder what happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I had a marketing plan and I was already attracting clients while I still had my job. And I actually created my last job to be one of my first clients. I worked a project and convinced them that it was important for me to, to uh, resign. However, I'd be willing to stay on and manage that project for a while till they could find someone else. And so I had money coming in right away. Awesome. Awesome. That is just um, amazing advice because I think that is the thing people think when they're starting out oh I can't afford or I can't justify getting you know a business consultant business coach business strategist whatever you call them wherever you are oh, I just need to get started and you're not the first person to say no you need someone there because like you said before when you're on your own You've got to be a you know a self starter. You've got to be accountable to yourself. But if you're one of those people who's not and can be a procrastinator, not having someone there to say, "Come on, you need to do this by this date," and you said you would, and you know, being your champion, I guess that's yeah. Well, I guess and, and also I, had, I yeah, I had worked for people. I, having a coach who understands how to develop an entrepreneurial business. Yeah, they're two very different. An employee is an employee. Mm -hmm. Everything's created for us. All we have to do is show up and, you know, and meet the, what is expected of us. And then we get a paycheck. Yeah. It's very dependable. Yes. Entrepreneurial life, not dependable at all, unless we set it up and that takes planning. And that takes somebody who understands how to lead us through what I call the seeding, the sprouting and the blooming stages to a very successful business. Yeah. No. Awesome. 
So I think, well, because you said you didn't want to answer my question, but I love that you you said, hey, nothing I regret or wish I'd done back then. Is there any advice or tips you have for female health clinicians who are on that precipice, on that on the cliff face, ready to take the leap, take the jump to starting their own business? What would, yeah, yes. what, yeah, what would you have for them to help get them, I guess, over that little hurdle of the fear? Okay. Well, I don't know if I can help with the fear and I can definitely help with the confidence. <laughs> so when we're thinking about starting our own business, the last thing we want to do is call ourselves the same thing every other person is calling ourselves. So we don't want to be a health coach, a health consultant, because people, they hear that, they just go, oh, okay. I know yes. what that is. And they're gone. Yes. Yes. Okay. The only way to differentiate ourselves, as I said, I support women entrepreneurs to transform into wisdompreneurs. Yeah. People are like, really? What, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> they want to talk to me about that. They don't know what that is. Yeah. What I would say is to be able to do something like that, we'd have to know exactly why do we feel it's important to have our own business. Yep. What are we seeing in our jobs that's not being met where we can do something unique? And that's where we'll get more closely aligned with, okay, I want to work with women who have this problem because I don't see any place else or anyone else who's helping them in the way I want to help them. Yep. And then you're able to say, I help women with this problem by teaching them this or by showing them this or by curing this, or I help men and women with this problem who are not getting answers anywhere else. And can I, because I've got the answers of what they need. That's the first bit of advice on top yep. of everything else is figure out why it's so important for you to have your own business because somebody else is not serving your audience. Yes, yes, that is so true. Such wise advice. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Any other tips? Or you that's your golden one? <laughs> no, well, that is the golden that's one. That's the golden because one. Once awesome. we do that, the, the second is understand. Well, and I've said it before, work with somebody who knows how to get a business started. Yeah. Who knows the different departments? Because in the beginning, if we're a solopreneur. We're doing every Everything. job, yep. right? Yep. From bookkeeper to tax accountant, to marketer, to deliverer. We have to know whether we've got the time, the experience, and the desire to do all of those tasks. Yes. And there's only one way to find that out. That's by working with somebody who knows what's involved in each of those departments. Yes. So while we still have a paycheck coming in, use some of that money to set yourself up to be able to go out on your own or to know that maybe, maybe entrepreneurship is not what I want. Maybe yeah. I just need to find another job. Yeah, most true. Most true. I think that's, it, that's key because that's so many people I talk to, they're not happy in their job. So they think, oh, I'll just go out on my own. And like you said, not everyone is created to be an entrepreneur it takes a certain personality and all of that so I and think a that certain is amount of bank account too yeah. you gotta <laughs> if, if, you know people aren't gonna hire us because we're desperate for money if if anything they'll run away from us 
So we have to have enough wherewithal to keep ourselves going mm. at the beginning until our marketing picks up. We need yeah. enough people and we've got clients coming in. Yeah, most definitely. No, that is very, very wise advice. So I guess this is a question I ask everyone because I guess when you work for yourself, work can you know, mold into personal life and vice versa. But I guess, you know, as I always say to everyone, if you're working for yourself and you're working with clients that bring you joy, you're doing the work that you love, you never really work a day in your life. But That's true. I guess, how do you manage your work-life balance? Like, do you have clear boundaries or, you know, what would what do you do to make a clear delineation between when you are working and when you are, you know, doing your personal stuff? Okay, so... I have a commitment. I, I, I might work until I die because I do love what I do, yeah. but I don't want to feel like I have to for a paycheck. So there are projects I'm working on right now, which means I'm, I'm working more hours than I normally do, mm-hmm. but I have a hard stop at nine o'clock. I'm off the computer and I don't start talking to people before nine o'clock, except for one day a week. I, I do a podcast. I'm a podcast host for a group podcast. Yeah. And uh and then weekends I do not coach folks on the weekends. So yeah. that's my time to do whatever I want to do. And and I am older. I have a husband and I've got two dogs in the house and he's a realtor so he's in the house as well. I work from my home and I do everything via laptop. And if I'm travel it darn well better be cuz I've been paid a lot of money to do it. <laughs> or it's someplace I want to go and I'm not doing any work at all. Yeah. And other than that, um, I'm very clear with what I put on my schedule and what I choose not to put on my schedule. So if I awesome. tell somebody I'm going to do something, I know why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it just to be nice. I'm doing yeah. it because it's going to further my goals. Exactly. Exactly. No, that is such good advice. Because I guess a lot of us now are working from home. And that's why I asked the question, because you can't just well, depends on where you, how your home's set up, but, you know, you can't just always close the door sometimes, but, you know, setting clear boundaries. Okay. I don't see clients on weekends. That's my time. That's great um, advice because yeah, I think sometimes we do let work creep into your personal life. You're like, Oh, I've got a couple of hours now. I might just do a little bit now to catch up or get myself ready. But yeah, I think that's really great advice. If you don't want to work weekends, don't work weekends. You just don't work weekends. That's why I'm my own boss. (laughs) If I work on a weekend, it's not because I'm coaching someone else. I might be doing something to prepare for the week ahead. Yeah. It's at my time when I feel like it. Other than that, that's when I reconnect with my husband and my pups. And and I walk every morning. Speaking of health, I walk every morning with my dogs and my hubby because that's our connection time in the morning and it's my exercise time. Excellent. Yes. I'm a, well, my background's exercise. So I'm a big believer about, yeah, finding time in the day to just clear your head, get out, do some exercise and just change your focus of where you are. No, that's awesome. So what's the future hold for you and your business? I, you said you've written a book or you've, I've written five. You've written five books, I know. But have you got a current book that's out at the moment? Well, or you're in the well, process of writing yeah. one? Or what's going well, on this, for you? this is the recent one. And it's okay. number one, Selling from Your Comfort Zone. So right yeah. now I am continuing to host classes and do podcasts like this one to let people know about it. And uh, I continue to, to coach. I'm going to create courses 
I've got more courses in line, but primarily where my business is going is helping other people do other women primarily do what I've done, which is get on paid speaking stages, do TEDx talks, become blog bloggers, become podcast guests or hosts. Yeah. And uh, create their own webinars and courses as well. That's what I love to do is to see other people get their message out to the world. Oh, that sounds amazing. Because I know a lot of women would be going, oh, no one wants to listen to me or hear what I've got to say. But it is so untrue. Everyone's got a story or something to share. (laughs) Everyone has been through a challenge or a struggle. Yeah. And there's people going through that challenge or struggle now. And what they want is someone who cares about the fact that they're going through it and can give them a hand and help them come through it. And that's what makes a wisdompreneur, wisdompreneur. They're able to provide valuable information, tips and resources to help the people who are going through what they went through before. Yeah, most definitely. Awesome. So just share with our audience your business name and where they can find you online if they wish to reach out and find out more about what you do? Well, I, my business is called Success with Stacy Hall. My website is the best place to find me, Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y, and A-N-N, Hall, H-A-L-L.com. And if you come to the website, you click on the Courses tab, I have my eight steps to a sale, which is my free gift to everybody, where I teach you step by step how to meet somebody, how to engage with someone who meets your ideal audience, what to say to them, what to offer to them. So they want to say yes to whatever you're offering. Yeah. Awesome. That is so wonderful. I think everyone would benefit from having that resource and having, yeah, having a go at, yeah, following what your advice is. So thank you again, Stacey, for coming on today and sharing your healthpreneur journey. I'm hoping people have got something of value out of listening to you. I certainly have. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for inviting me into your studio. It's an honor and a blessing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars, and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.